0: Welcome to Sleepless in St. Kennard, when the places REM cycles. I'm Kitty.
1: And I'm Ange.
0: And we haven't slept. in
1: 30 years.
0: This is a podcast about the 90s classic cartoon Darkwing Duck, but also about the more recent comic series about the 90s classic cartoon Darkwing Duck. Today we continue our Ange Tells Me a Story series about the comic misadventures of the Masked Mallard and his sentient blunder foes. <laughs> Last week, Ange was full of hope, was full of confidence that she could recount these literary epics over the course of just two meager episodes. But the heft and the majesty of the Duck Knight Returns shredded a whole episode to itself, just like so many Mr. Banana Brains. So today, we are picking up where she left off with the next arc, which is...
1: Crisis on Infinite Dark Wings! Dun 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 dun. Dun dun, dun. Yeah. So, a bit of background information. If I recall correctly, um, it was before this part of the comic series dropped. I had already met everybody at New York Comic Con, and that's when I started learning the background information and like the inside details on the story. And what was going on behind the scenes at boom studios and all this stuff that was happening between various creative people mostly aaron sparrow and ian brill um so when i came into when this first issue of crisis on infinite dark wings dropped i think it dropped in november or october of, oh, wait, it literally has the date written right there. Okay. October 2010 is when this was published. So, uh...
0: Sizzling 11 years ago.
1: Yes, and I remember talking to Aaron at the convention, and I guess this wouldn't surprise you, Kitty, but the very top thing that I asked him, first and foremost, was, is there... Where's my nigga? Well, technically, yes, but... Because you know that the uh, the Duck knight Returns ended with the cliffhanger with Negaduck and Magica gazing into the crystal ball, and it was like, ooh, okay. they're teaming up. So the very first thing I said to Aaron Sparrow was, "Is there going to be some kind of romantic subtext between Negaduck and Magica to spell?" <laughs> yeah, I it's went there. Already i went there i asked him because i i just i needed to be emotionally prepared for whether or not this was going to be a thing and he told me no he said that there was not any although i think by this point he was not even writing the comics uh let me just look at the credits here uh it says yeah the writer is now credited as well it always was it's ian brill artist is james Silvani and the editor was officially Chris Burns. So by this point, Aaron Sparrow was not remotely involved. He's not mentioned in the credits, but he told me that like when it would when he had planned it and when it was written out, there was no actual implication, although you will see that obviously Negaduck is Negaduck and you know, he likes to manipulate people. So let's okay let's just uh, dive right into this because we're just taken right off from where we left off and th- there's quite a bit to talk about and hopefully it won't take an hour and forty minutes like our last recording
0: would you say it there is an infinite number of things to talk about
1: <sighs> <laughs> I walked into that one I walked into that you one
0: you're
1: dead so I will say the cool thing about this arc is as the name suggests there are an infinite number of dark wings and basically James Silvani had to draw every kind of Darkwing duck you can imagine and there's a lot of pop culture references I won't go over every single one that appeared because there are quite literally like hundreds of them but there's a few noteworthy ones that I will mention that I thought were kind of funny
0: you our know, shout outs were due.
1: Indeed. So, <clears> him. <throat> let us dive right into issue number 5 of the series. And I remember, okay, the comic book covers for this one were there was two. One of them is Darkwing and Launchpad being cornered and you can see Dark Warrior duck on his tank. And they're surrounded by a bunch of other different Darkwing ducks. There's a Sumer Wrestler Darkwing. There's a Flying Monkey Darkwing. Uh Bowling Ball Darkwing, which you remembered. <laughs> I don't think it's anyone great. Yeah, nobody can forget Bowling Ball Darkwing. Uh there looks to be like <laughs> a a silver surfer Darkwing, although he's gold. I, I don't know mm. the comic reference very well, but he's on a surfing board and he's solid gold, so some version there of that go. there's a werewolf darkwing in the background and a space darkwing and a two headed darkwing and then the second uh cover which i quite like obviously is it's the original first cover with darkwing being dangled over the acid except negaduck slicing through it with his chainsaw and he's saying here's Negsy." there you go made for Ange. Indeed. So, we return to St. Canard, where Darkwing has captured the Bugmaster. And for some oh, reason, yeah, she's just like in the background. She's She's been like tied upside down, and she's hanging off a lamppost. And there's this giant crowd of like 100 people all cheering for Darkwing for some reason, because now they love him. He's back, and they actually are happy about this for some reason. And there's even a giant blimp in the background that has Darkwing Duck back written on it. And did you know, Kitty, I learned recently on Twitter that there's only 25 blimps in existence in the world? My God, an endangered species. Let's start uh, a petition to save them. (laughs) That is my factoid. The <laughs> that is Think my factoid the for the day. <laughs> and there's, a good one. yeah, and there's like a fan holding up a sign that says, "They should give you a comic book." Ha ha ha! Meta humor. Uh... And Darkwing is of course soaking it all in. He's saying, "Hear that launch pad? The sweet sound of our adoring public. I live for this." And there's, I guess. There is a reporter who we don't see, but there's a voiceover of them talking over this. But then we get a shot of two fishermen on a boat in the Audubon Bay. They're just hanging out. And the reporter on the the radio is, I guess, a man, I think? Yeah, because it says this is one reporter who isn't afraid to say he wants to kiss Darkwing Duck right on the mouth. And then it cuts to the two... Fisherman. And one of them's like, odd thing for a radio man to say, because I guess gay people don't exist in the comic. I don't know. I mean, I,
0: I think it's more <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it is an interesting thing for a reporter to say, because uh, why? <laughs> it's just like, what, what was the bug master doing? She always seemed pretty small potatoes, unless, you know, she really upped her game. But anyway, our queen deserves a kiss on the mouth, I guess. For, yes. For doing what he did.
1: Yeah, and the other fisherman's you know, okay. like, yeah, the other fisherman's like, yep. And then the other fisherman continues. It's like a full page of these two just sitting in their boat talking, and he's like, what does he say? You know, Les, whether it's robots, superheroes, or whatever, things don't change for regular schmoes like you and me. And then the other guy's like, yep. And then all of a sudden, a mysterious force pulls the other fisherman into the water and he's just, I don't know, I guess he dies. (laughs) It's not really made clear. We'll never see or hear from him again. But the other guy's just sitting there and goes, yep. That's exactly what happens! (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I, I guess the gag was pretty clearly set up there. They did set it up. (laughs) you just knocked it right down and we go straight into Negaduck and Magicka Dispel so we cut to them and there's this giant train with an angry Negaduck like it's got like the classic like fanged teeth on it because of course it does Mm -hmm. anything that Negaduck owns or drives must look angry and dangerous and it's like a, a Negaduck
0: Thomas the Tank Engine
1: yeah Essentially, okay. and it's cool. labeled the Trans-Dimensional Express. So the implication is that they're using this train to travel across dimensions. So they have just returned from a dimension together, and we find out that they're traveling to all these Darkwing-filled dimensions, and they're basically kidnapping every single Darkwing they can get their hands on. And then Magica is using a Mind Control spell, put that in your back pocket, because did I already mention to you that mind control is a weird reoccurring theme that gets used over and over again in this series, to a disturbing degree? Hmm. I will
0: put that precisely in my pocket.
1: It just, it makes me think of, uh, who's that guy that did Buffy? Josh? Do- Joss- oh, Josh Sweden. Yeah, and you know how, like, there's, like, this weird reoccurring theme where, like, several of the like Buffy and angel characters are constantly getting like possessed or hypnotized and stuff like that. It kind of reminds me of that.
0: Ooh.
1: It's just, I don't know. You'll see, you'll see. So they are hypnotizing the Darkwing ducks. And so they get off the train and magic is talking about how it was a close one. They're spending more and more time in whatever dimension Negaduck chooses for them. And then NegaDuck's like, eh, that was a cakewalk. You think I enjoy coming back to this dump of a reality? And then he turns on the, you know, trying to be, I guess, the smooth, manipulative one. And he says, but let's not fight Gorgeous. It's becoming clearer. (laughs) (laughs) It's becoming clearer how brilliant my, or our plan really is. And then, of course, Magicka. This is the 1987, yeah, DuckTales Magicka. So she's got, I'm sure, the, she's written as if she's got the accent. So she's like, we are making greatest heights these dimensions have ever seen. I think by now everybody who's listened to this podcast knows that I can't do voices or accents. But... They
0: are <laughs> so impressed right now. I can see all of them, and they are all nodding in agreement. <laughs> well
1: you're all gonna have to live with it so
0: (laughs) (laughs) nothing but voices from here on out baby
1: i just it's a comic we unfortunately cannot rely on the beautiful dulcet tones of jim cummings and the rest of the cast to carry us through this podcast it's it's just me sorry guys Um, you're doing a service to the world So is this the maggot?
0: Did they draw her with um, the bags under her eyes? Yes. So she looks even more ragged. Okay.
1: Yes. She's she's very much just, she looks like she would have been in the cartoon. Like, basically that design. And Negaduck, I think he looks pretty well drawn. This comic, I will say the nice thing about the arc is that it gifted us with very much Negaduck imagery that was carried on to be used as icons in funny photoshopped images. So they start doing a lot of exposition, as this comic does have a tendency to do, and they're basically, like, talking about... Uh, Negaduck says, Every destination offers the chance to steal something better than diamonds, jewels, and all that shiny stuff. With my dimensional hopping know-how, and then magic like, and my powerful mind control spell... And then Negaduck in smaller letters is like, oh yeah, of course. And then he continues, we're robbing these alternate realities of something that is or was completely unique. Darkwing ducks. And then it cuts to the latest one that they've kidnapped and hogtied, and it's a two-headed darkwing duck.
0: Mm. I would just like to um, pitch an alternate plan to Negaduck and Magicka. Why don't you just collect all of the darkwing ducks together... And then dump them on a garbage planet and let them fight <laughs> to the death. And then you can have all of those planets. There's no mind altering involved because you know that a dark wing in a room with another dark wing is just gonna fight that dark wing to the death. It's like the one starring jetly.
1: Li. It's like putting a mirror in front of a bird and the bird starts <laughs> fighting its reflection.
0: See, it works on so many levels. Um, But yeah, I guess they'll get back to me if they want to take up my plan next time. Continue.
1: Okay, so I want to just add as a little background tidbit, I recall seeing something about the original script for this, and I am 100% positive that it was originally written with Negaduck saying that uh, he says every destination offers the chance to steal something better than diamonds, jewels, and all that crap. And I think it got removed.
0: But, Disney said no. Disney said no craps because there's no
1: toilets. <laughs> Even though there was one in the yeah, second they let one slide. It's, it's like PG 13. Megavolt can say crap once. You can say crap once <laughs> as a treat. <laughs> so then we get like a, a double page spread of their hideout, which appears to be in the subway and there's a giant sign that says alternate dark wings holding cell just so I guess the readers can understand that the dark wings are being held somewhere within the subway and they're all locked up and then we get what is probably my only favorite interaction between Magicka and Negaduck in this entire thing and they're, they're doing their like uh okay yeah so Negaduck is going on about how Quackworks turned the city into a place that was crime free, fun free, and nothing else free. And it made him sick. And now he feels even more sick because everybody's like embracing Darkwing Duck and they're actually happy he's back. And Magicka reveals why she's teamed up with Negaduck. She says, In no time, this dimension's Darkwing Duck will be begging for destruction to end. What does that even mean? He, he, he. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then she continues, and with him, his big lummox sidekick will beg too and will lead me to Scrooge McDuck's number one dime. Glad I saved you from Quackworks Tin Soldiers, no? And then we get the best, the the one and only line that I, I will forever love. And it's Negaduck sarcastically saying, of course, I will rule Saint Canard, and you can get your hands on one dime. With such similar okay, am- okay. <laughs> and then he says, because <laughs> he's such a little sassy bitch, he says, okay. with such similar ambitions, I'm surprised we didn't team up sooner. <laughs> <sighs> because on. it's true, like I don't understand Magica's reasoning here. She wants the the dime. But she's like, I will get it through Launchpad, who is connected to Darkwing, and that's why she's involved. But it's like, why don't you just cut through all of that and go straight to the Dime, or someone who's closer to the Dime, because Launchpad isn't even in Duckburg. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: not the best plan.
1: Yeah, I think they... They needed a reason to justify why Magicka and Negaduck would ever team up. And I think a lot of this was honestly just, you know, how there's a lot of, like, popular fan stuff that people would like to see, like a Darkwing Duck and DuckTales crossover. And, like, generally, if you were to say which two villains should team up, they would say Magicka Dispel and Negaduck because they're seen as the two probably most threatening or main antagonists of their series. So mm. I think that's, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they don't, they don't make a terrible team. Like he has the, the violence and you know, the technical know-how and she has the magic. So it is a a pretty decent balance, I think. But I do like that he was being a snarky little bitch. Cause I do think he has no respect for anyone, especially that she could dispel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but yeah, like...
0: Yeah. She's just after that dime, man. She, that's she all she that wants. Dime. She like wants that, that dime. She really does. <laughs> she can't
1: stop thinking about that D. The D, and by <laughs> the D I mean the dime. Oh yeah, alright, so... She's not taking a smack talk here, okay? She turns to him and she says, I think you good ally, Negadalink. I don't think you good comedian. And she's got, like, a skull in her eye. Like, she's glaring at him and there's a skull in her pupil. And then she says, and where is Mr. Poe? And then it says somewhere else. And he's in the two-headed universe because everybody has two heads. And Poe's just flying around going, Magicka? Negadoc? Guys? We never oh, hear oh, from oh, him again. Man. We never see what, him again.
0: <laughs> why even... <laughs> who drew that? Why even put that in? We had a whole page about a fisherman dying. <laughs> <laughs> and and Poe is in the Blender universe. With Tora's Blender Bulba. Oh, man. Okay.
1: I guess they just wanted to explain why Poe was absent from the story.
0: <sighs> well, mission accomplished
1: so we return to darkwing who is in the ceo office because as we remember from the previous episode scrooge mcduck took over and made launchpad the ceo of quackworks so launchpad hangs out in this office office and he has like a little business suit with a tie but he still wears his little pilot googles this is his, is his tie really small no Aww. that would actually be really funny <laughs> I feel like this I'll entire Imagine, I'm going to imagine it's really
0: small though.
1: We can photoshop it later. <laughs> it's the world's smallest tie. <laughs>
0: Continue.
1: So this I think was an attempt to once again push the comic into being like it's not the show you remember it's updated and it's new and it's for older audiences because Is,
0: is, is Launchpad doing lines of coke? <laughs> Off
1: the deck. No, but. <laughs> 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 no! <laughs> okay, no, but I, I, we're getting more exposition, and um, basically, Darkwing is going on about how. So he's talking about how the city's getting back to the way it was. And because of that, all the villains are coming back. And he says old villains like Bugmaster. And then he says, new villains like blood thinner. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't like the implication. <laughs> of that one. And I was just like, I was like, that seems like that doesn't really fit the Darkwing Duck universe unless it's like he's a giant mosquito or something.
0: Wow. No. <laughs> Yeah, but like a giant mosquito, but he's also like a Richard Simmons kind of like fitness guru <laughs> and he thinks that everybody should be skinny.
1: Yeah, he this is never expanded upon. They just threw that name out there and I think it was just their way of saying like, "Ooh, blood thinner." That's like a more serious name than like the bug master, right? At you know least what? I know
0: I know where Blood Thinner went. Where? He's with Poe. He's
1: with Poe. <laughs> 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 and the blenderheads? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, blenderheads. So we find out that he, I guess I don't know who we is, but Launchpad says that we've spent so much time and energy reprogramming the crime bots. So the crime bots are now doing like gardening. And they're working as short order cooks and personal injury lawyers, and they have like a shot of one of the bots with like a little tie on. It's not a small tie though. (laughs) I'm sorry, you won't get your small tie. Damn it. And then we cut to what's happening with Goslin because when we left her in the last issue, she still had the Gizmoduck suit. And she Mm. once again, she still has it, but she's only allowed to use it in serious emergencies. And so there's a bunch of like cardboard cutouts of the fearsome four and she's blindfolded and she's trying to shoot them with lasers and she's missing them completely. And Darkwing is just like looking at the audience like he's in the office.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is this in the house
1: or is this? Where, where is this, this happening? This is like in the Quackworks office, okay. like the CEO office. okay. But, but then ho ho ho. Oh shoot. So Darkwing is just like lumping around, worrying about stuff. And Launchpad's like, I need to show you something. So he no. talks
0: <laughs> And he whips out the world's smallest tie.
1: No. It's even better though. So he oh, okay. he talks about they were dismantling the quackwork security cameras, and they found they picked up an incident, and it's Morgana Macabre, mm-hmm. and it's video footage of her walking into a Stardux. And Launchpad says this woman went into a Stardux, sneezed violently, and next thing you know, it looked like a Dungeons and Duck Lords tournament. And you can see that, like, all the people in the Stardux are, like, unicorns and minotaurs and stuff like that. But Morgana looks like she's having a very serious midlife crisis. Her hair is all scraggly and limp. It's not, like, up in her beehive. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It looks like she you know, washed her hair, but then didn't dry it properly and slept on it, essentially. And
0: Okay, so Morgana's not having a great time. So Launchpad said this
1: woman? Yeah, I was thinking about that too, and I don't know if he was just, that was just their way of, like, opening up the dramatic narrative by starting out with not saying directly who she was, but, like, she's on the screen, walking in, in this, Panel where he's saying this.
0: Launchpad, like a baby, has no object permanence and does not remember what people look like.
1: It's okay. I, I, I'm kind of the same way, so I can't blame him. So, okay, yeah, and then Launchpad says, at the well, same time, I. F- just, what?
0: Just real quick, if you ever forget what I look like, I'm the one wearing the tiny tie. Okay.
1: I, I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. So he says at the same time, I found a quackwork security file that says a witch with a severe hairstyle had been brainwashed. I guess Taurus Balba saw magic as a threat. So not only is Magica using mind control, but apparently yeah. Taurus Balba was too. I guess. Okay. And it's not really explained mm-hmm. how this is established. Like what he did to brainwash people. We just know that I guess she's brainwashed. Um, Sure. And I mean, when she, it shows her walking in, she looks like she's, she's like all like half lidded and like staring off like she's in a daze. So I don't know if she was hypnotized uh, after this footage or hypnotized during this. I don't know. But, anyways, it switches to Darkwing looking at her and he says, Morgana. And then it switches to a panel and it's like, basically the shot from My Valentine Ghoul where they're in the cemetery having mm-hmm. like a romantic dinner and the little narrative thing at the top says, what happened? Dun dun dun. <laughs> but it's Darkwing saying it. What he, happened? like... He... <laughs>
0: yeah, but It just like implies that so Darkwing couldn't fight
1: crime so he was just
0: like well, time to forget more <laughs>
1: They'll tell you. They'll, they will give us oh, okay. an explanation, What we're getting there. But we have is to... Is a f- good explanation? No. I'm sorry. Very good. Great. <laughs> okay. But before that, we cut to the Fearsome Four who are in the, what I assume is the supervillain security prison. Because they're in a prison for sure. There's some Beagle Boys in the background and they're in a cafeteria and they're eating their food and Megavolt and Bushroot have collars on their necks which i assume is controlling their powers. Oh, okay. So you said collars and immediately i thought cone of shame. No. Aww. Just like it's like a collar that looks like if you broke your neck, those things they put around it and that's uh, and then it's got a padlock oh. on it. And Quackerjack's okay. not wearing one and Liquidator isn't present in this shot which i feel like it would have been funny if like he was in a glass or something at the table but he's not yeah oh. i think Pe- i see um there's a cutoff character in the background and i think it's peg pete or it's implied to be because it's like you know when they try to do a cameo and they only show like part of their body you mean like
0: ninety percent of the Duck Knight returns and then it turns out to not be that character. Yes.
1: So they're they're all just sitting around eating and one of the, there's a TV on and they're announcing something and one of the random prisoners says, Hey it's Darkwing Duck and Megavolt says big whoop and then the the other guy continue, continues and he says, And he's look he's looking all weird or something and then Megavolt looks at the screen and says yikes this is a big whoop and then we get a shot of Spaceman Darkwing and he's been hypnotized by Magica and Magicka and Dark or Magica and Negaduck's heads are like floating in the air i guess to imply that like they're not actually flo- <laughs> how do i explain this visually they're not actually like they're floating in the air, but it's like the way that the comic is depicting it is Magica is communicating with Negaduck to the Darkwing, and they're they're saying, "Remember, spaceman, Darkwing, this is a strange alien planet full of hostile creatures who want to invade Space Station Canard. You must, they must be neutralized." And then Negaduck says, "Tell them who you are." And then literally, and this really, honestly, is the most realistic part of this comic to me because. St. Canard citizens, I I believe, are very stupid people in general. (laughs) And (laughs) so I actually believe this. But literally this version of Darkwing that is flying around in a flying saucer is saying... Strange alien beings, remember the name Darkwing Duck, for I am the one you face, and everybody actually believes it's Darkwing Duck, even though he's flying around in a saucer and he's dressed as a space person, but I guess all they need to believe is that he said he's Darkwing Duck, so he must be.
0: Well, you know, it's all a spade a spade. Uh, They did, you know, they were loving him, though, so he's really blowing... Are they bl- like blowing things up or
1: something like what is? Yes he's. Oh, well okay. he's he's like rampaging through the city basically, and all the citizens are running and screaming. Mm. So the idea is they're basically mind controlling all these dark wings and they're unleashing them all at once so that they can wreak havoc on the city and all claim their dark wing. And I don't understand this because they're all seen together at once. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like surely the people would be like, how can there be so many Darkwings at once? They can't all be him. But nobody questions Particus it. all over <laughs> again. They don't question it. They just all apparently think Darkwing Duck is behind this. So we cut back to Darkwing, and he has found Morgana, and she's sitting in what looks like the weird tortured dentist chairs from the Taurus Bulba stuff. And she looks like she's got like a thousand yard stare It just looks like she's horribly like, I don't know, she's like in a fugue state and just isn't responsive. He's like trying to talk to her and she won't respond. She's just like staring off into space and Darkwing is trying to reach out to her. So he's trying to jog her memory and we see a bunch of different flashback scenes He's he, just like, hey, remember that time I pissed you off? Remember that other time I pissed you off? <laughs> I said that really terrible thing to you and you turned me into a blobby, no-legged creature. If only. He says, come on, Ma- Morgana, all those memories we had have got to still be there. And then he talks about the good times and it does a little overlay and it shows him with, like, a, a bouquet and, he's, and candy and he's giving it to her and she's looking very happy. And then he says, the bad times... And it's like a few seconds afterwards, and she accidentally turned the gifts into monstrous creatures because she meant to teleport them. And then he continues, and and I guess the weird times, and then we see the Thunder Quack has become sentient, and it's doing like a little shop of horrors, type gag where he's going, "Feed me, lunch pad, feed me," and Morgana and Darkwing are just standing in the background looking horrified. <laughs> And then, so, he he says, is any, he says, any of this ringing a bell, honey bunch? And he, he reaches out and he touches her hand. And she stands up and screams in horror and then shoots lasers out of her eyes. Okay. <laughs> and zaps him and turns him into a giant finger.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> like, he's a hand just, with a finger.
0: Just one finger?
1: Well, like, okay, so it's a giant hand, and Darkwing is the pointer finger on the hand. Oh,
0: okay. All right.
1: Just Seems legit. Yeah, why not? So, obviously, the so the message here is he's not really getting through to her. So, we we see kind of an overlay of a bunch of different things happening. Launchpad's eating a sub, and watching the news and it looks like a caveman darkwing is attacking the museum and once again nobody is like questioning this they're just like oh they're all running in terror and they're like it's darkwing on an actual dinosaur because he's he's riding a, he's riding a t-rex of course he is and then we see Magica and negaduck laughing and looking into the crystal ball and she's saying, now this is how all those morons are going to remember their precious hero. And then Negadeck says, soon the entire city will wish he never came back. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> I don't really think that Negadeck would be super stoked to watch other people wreak havoc. I feel like he would want to be in on it.
1: He does reveal a little bit of his plan later. We'll get there, though. Okay. Soon enough. So, now... Darkwing's reaching out to Morgana again, and he's found Eek, Squeak, and Archie, and they fly in, and he says, hey, look, I found Eek, Squeak, and Archie. They were in this Quackworks vaults, and for some reason, they just, they look at Morgana, and then they viciously attack Darkwing. Oh. Okay. (laughs) And then Archie uses his webs to tie Darkwing up, and Morgana's still just staring off into space, like... Have you ever seen that gif of, like, that dog with the thousand-yard stare, and it's, like, hovering over a birthday cake? And then it's... <laughs> sh- uh, do, do you know what I'm talking just... about? I do, I do. <laughs> we are all that
0: dog staring over the birthday cake right now, Morgana. We're here with you.
1: <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. So, okay. So... We finally move back to Goslin and she's in a school called Saint Kennard School for Spirited Youngsters. And Which is a different school from the last one? I think it's the studio? same I think it's the same school because she's wearing the same okay. outfit. And okay. she's just going through her day-to-day and she's very bored. She thinks everything can be solved with lasers. And then they, she overhears, I guess, one of the classmates is on his cell phone. And he says, hey, there's a car chase happening downtown with some old Darkwing Duck villain. Which I think is kind of weird to say because in universe, why would they refer to a villain as a Darkwing Duck villain?
0: <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, well, I guess there's the Gizmo Duck villains and Rubber Chicken villains. And...
1: Well, it's Ammonia well, Pine. So, okay. So, the police are chasing after Ammonia Pine. It looks like she's, I guess, she's stolen the Quackworks cleaning supplies surplus and she's threatening to use the supplies to build an A bomb, an air freshener bomb. (laughs) Okay, there we go. (laughs) You thought it was just going to end at A bomb? (laughs)
0: I mean, I I don't know. Uh, this comic series so far has made very bold choices.
1: <laughs> and then we're introduced to a fan favorite, alternate Darkwing. Do you know which one it is? Can you guess? It is
0: tiny tie Darkwing.
1: No. Quiverwing duck. Yes. Ta da. And he has been hypnotized, and basically he shoots flaming arrows at the police and blows up their cars, and Ammonia gets away. And immediately the police are like, Darkwing Duck is going to pay. Because, again, nobody's like putting two and two together, even though there's several Darkwings rampaging through the city. Infinite even. Infinite even. So now we get the flashback. We're back to Darkwing, and... He says, maybe the bats are right. This could be my fault. And I don't know if that means he can talk to Eek and Squeak now, or if he just assumed that based on them viciously attacking him. <laughs> but Maybe they're right. Maybe <laughs> I am too delicious. But uh, we get a flashback for what happened between him and Morgana that led to this point. So... Ham. Was it him
0: coming in second at the, the superhero contest?
1: No. But the little, the little thing says, before it all changed, dot, dot, dot. And we see Darkwing Duck is in Morgana's mansion. And she says, Dark, you're leaving me? And he says, I'm leaving everything. No more Darkwing <laughs> Duck. <laughs> things have, things happened. Things that hit close to home. So we can assume this happened probably directly after Negaduck attacked the mallard household
0: mm-hmm.
1: so he's saying you know uh the quackworks crime bots seem to be an upgrade so who needs darkwing duck anyways and morgana's like i know you don't believe that for one second show me a robot that can teach a sorceress on the rug side of the law that there's a better way show me the robot that can take on the very worst the city has to offer with style and grace and then she gazes off into the window and she says, those metal thugs might be able to take on your average mugger or purse snatcher, but they'll never be able to stand up against a real villain like Negaduck. And you see Darkwing, like, looks like he just got punched in the heart because she doesn't know that Negaduck, I guess, attacked the Mallard household. So he, I guess he feels like she kind of accidentally rubbed it in because he literally just attacked them. And now she's like, you, you, nobody can handle Negaduck like you can. Mm-hmm. And then she's looking out the window and she says, this city needs you, Dark. I need you. And then she turns around and he's gone. Of course he is. So he just left without saying anything. And ne- she never heard from him again. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Gentlemen,
0: that's how you do it. The power's way.
1: So we flash back to Darkwing's holding Morgana's hand And she looks like she's comatose, honestly. Also, it's, like, pretty bold for
0: him to, to, that's how it ended, to him be like, oh, honey pie, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, wake up real quick?
1: (laughs) Well, he says, Morgana, I'm sorry I left you. I thought becoming just another anonymous citizen would keep everyone I cared about safe, but all I really did was ensure myself a lifetime's worth of regrets. If I stayed, Darkwing, if I stayed with you, then maybe, maybe none of this would have happened. And then we get one of those moments where he sheds a tear and it drops on her bill. But what what kind of I thought was funny is that in the previous panel, he's holding her hand and he's significantly shorter than her. So I was about to say, what kind <laughs> of
0: position are they in that he could cry on her mouth?
1: <laughs> so in the panel, he's... Holding her hand, and she is even when sitting, she's her head is elevated above his. But then he cries, and it shows like the tear <laughs> plip, like plips onto
0: it's just, her. <laughs> <laughs> just flinging his tears. At her.
1: So I like to, I like to imagine he stood up on his tiptoes and then like cried <laughs> on her face.
0: He just pulled a chair
1: over and stood on it, and then she. Through the magic of, you know, Disney, when, like, a tear falls upon someone, it snaps them out of their trauma. And she's, Mm -hmm. like, she's, like, dark. And all of a sudden, her hair gets all spindly and, like, magically, like, forms itself back into a beehive. And then they share a little bill nuzzle. And they say good, they both say good to have you back at the same time. And then they cuddle each other. That was very quick. I mean, we did get, like, a whole series of panels of him trying to reach out to her, so, like, they had to move it on eventually, but it was kind of funny how it was, like, he just had to cry on her face. (laughs) That's how you wake up a woman.
0: Take notes.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Launchpad and Goslin walk in, and Launchpad's like, sorry to break up the moment, but this is something you gotta see. And then we see this, uh, character who looks like Commissioner Gordon but as a...
0: Does Launchpad walk in and be like, oh, some woman's in here with you.
1: <laughs> he seems to know it's Morgana. Okay. And we get Commissioner Gordon, the duck, Duckverse edition, and he's doing an announcement and he says, after careful review of all the recent cases of extreme aggravation against both the citizens and law enforcement officers of St. Kennard. We are prepared to name the suspect in this case. In fact, the culprit in question, a so-called hero, has been quite helpful in naming himself, loud and clear. That is why I, as St. Canard Chief of Police, am declaring Darkwing Duck public enemy number one. And that's the The end. Mega
0: Duck would be losing his (laughs) mind right now. Like,
1: what? Anyway. We'll get there. But, again... I can't believe, like, this is your police people? Like, you're like, it's clearly Darkwing Duck, even though there's been, like, (laughs) he's everywhere at once. (laughs) To be fair, even the cartoon, you know, stretched its logic sometimes just for the sake of the storyline. So I guess they can get away with that, but I feel like the reason they could do that in the cartoon was because they only had 22 minutes to work in a storyline, so they have to move things along quickly and you have to suspend your disbelief, whereas in a comic you could probably get away with a little more continuity and making sense of things, but... I think the
0: biggest stretch so far is that he was well-received to begin with.
1: Yes, actually. I I agree with you, because, like, usually the whole joke is that, like, nobody remembers him or appreciates him, and, like, he's literally just back to doing what he was doing before, and suddenly people care. He gets no respect. So now we move on to the next issue. Well, friends it's that time again for me to tell you that we're ending this episode here because we got a little too ambitious. As you can see, we're only through the first issue of this arc and it's an entire episode in and of itself. And trust me, it doesn't get any shorter from here. The full recording for Crisis on Infinite Darkwings was almost three hours long. Don't fret, though, because we'll be back next week to discuss issue two, where Kitty continues to be thoroughly disappointed by a severe lack of miniature ties. But until then, crime doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Bye, everyone.